Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast, a space where we chat about moments when life isn't. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so passionate about peeling back that veil our society has constructed around perfectionism online. When starting my own personal platform on Instagram, I realized that I was getting caught in the inauthentic hustle, and it was severely affecting my mental health, mostly because I was comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Throughout my life, I've come to own that my setbacks were actually just set ups for something better. I found a way to step into my true potential, and the goal is to amplify other voices who have done the same so that someone out there feels seen and that much less alone. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with our next guest. So let's get started. Okay, besties, I am so excited for this next conversation that honestly, I just want to get right to it. Gigi reached out to me and honestly, I was starstruck. She is incredible and lively and fun and honestly, one of my favorite interviews to date and you're going to see why. Gigi is a 23-year-old Gen Z thought leader on the intersection between social media and mental health. She uses her platform to advocate for self-confidence and those within the chronic illness community. She's currently working towards her Master's of Science at USC, where she focuses her research on the future of the creator economy and workplace. This episode, we dive into so many crucial and important conversations spanning social media, mental health, self-confidence, and so much more about society today. I am very excited for you guys to get a chance to listen and learn more about Gigi Robinson. Here we go. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is a conversation I am super stoked for because all of us listening who are millennials and older were about to become super educated because we have our first Gen Z guest on. Gigi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Woo, thank you so much. That was such a cute intro. Um, I'm excited to be here and to, I guess, drop whatever Gen Z wisdom I can for all of you. For sure. It's funny. I like to think that I'm in the know, but then every once in a while I'll hang out with some of my younger Gen Z friends and I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm getting educated and that's fine. I'm down to learn. I'm down to always grow. But when you reached out, I loved your bio that perfectly encapsulated you and your brand, just saying that you were a Gen Z thought thought leader on like the intersection of social media and mental health. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, whoa, okay, (laughs) that's amazing. So I would love it if you would just kind of give us a background on you and yeah, fill us in on what we can expect. Sure. So for anyone familiar or unfamiliar with my journey, Um, I guess I'll start with the fact that I was diagnosed with a chronic illness at age 11, and I didn't really confront that illness until probably my junior year of college, my senior year of college, when I really started feeling horrible without treatment or medicine and uh, experiencing what's called a flare-up, where your body kind of goes into like attack mode. 
Um, and I started making artwork about it. And on that note, I did go to USC. So fight on to any Trojan <laughs> listeners, um, any USC Trojan fans, even though we're doing horrible in sports this year. Um, and then I graduated in the spring of 2020. And that's uh, was kind of sad because I was graduating from my couch and I didn't really have any like celebration or any like culmination of my success in undergrad. And then I was like, I want to go to grad school. So I immediately enrolled in a master's program at USC as well um, that I've been completing remotely and I'll graduate next December with that. So uh, with, with that said, I've combined a lot of my research on social media and mental health to advocacy and sharing about that online. Um, I did get an art degree in undergrad, so I kind of have utilized my storytelling and art making abilities to share that across social media and also combine that with research. So now I have like all these projects and like papers that I've made that back up what I'm saying, which is like super, super cool because I feel like a lot of times on the internet, people will say things, but you're like, is that true? Am I credible? And even like today, I'm literally like I'm 23. And sometimes I'm like, how am I an expert on this? Like people are calling me an expert <laughs> and I'm 23 years old. Like, yes, I have a, a BFA. Yes, I have a, you know, I'm working towards my master's right now. Does that qualify me to be a master's? How is that different from someone that doesn't? So I don't want to say it's like imposter syndrome. I think it's like sometimes maybe even like a lack of confidence because my subconscious or subconscious minds just want to tell us you're never good enough. You need to do more yep. blah, blah, blah. Like we're so hard yep. on ourselves. And then the reality of it is like, holy shit, you've done all this amazing work. You are an expert. You know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that is me. <laughs> um, I'm also a New Yorker, born and raised. Fun fact. Hey, that's amazing. We actually yeah. have a lot of listeners from that area. So represent. Um, okay. Wow. What a journey. And I will <laughs> yeah. say that you are an expert because you've done the work and you've done what is necessary to get your story out there and to start changing other people's lives as well. (laughs) That being said, a lot of your journey has to do with social media and Mm -hmm. as humble as you already are, you're a pretty big deal. Okay. (laughs) You're a pretty big deal on social media. And honestly, when you reached out to me, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was mortified that I didn't follow you back. I sometimes, you know, you just get in the social media spiral and you miss things. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even follow her back. And she's messaging me. This is mortifying. No, 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 no. I think we can debunk that myth right now where like the whole like, oh my God, they're following me. Oh my God, they're not is like so two, 2008 at this point no I'm kidding Probably like more like 2016 like yes. where everyone was like like crazed with who was following them even like friendship breakups and like oh my god they unfollowed me like okay whatever move on with your life like yep. it literally doesn't matter and I think what matters is moving forwards and like community and the fact that now we are connected it just yes. makes it that much better and that's just how I like to look at that because I think with social media again like so much of what we do online can is is a reflection of us. Our algorithms are a direct reflection of what they think we want, yep. which is 
honestly kind of wild like they know like whatever you're dming to your friends like they're gonna pump that out on your explore page i went through a phase where i was obsessed with collecting plants like in the beginning of you know 2020 2021 and my explore page was filled with plant diys propagation different local plant shops blah 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 then i was obsessed with jewelry because one of my good friends is a jeweler and i'm sending her all these designs and then it thinks I'm getting engaged. And it's like engagement. I'm like, I literally have never even had a boyfriend in my life. Like, oh my God. Um, so anyway, social media is a reflection of us. And yeah. I think something that I realized in 2020 is also like with that, it's not only the people that follow me, but it's the people I follow mm-hmm. and the brands that I follow and interact with. And you'll see on my page, I do follow a lot of people. And that's because like, I like connecting with people. I like building community. I talk with my followers like I'm very responsive and if it's I mean I, I don't really talk about it much but I have a couple people like managing my social so yeah. um, if it's not me it's one of them and we're just a team that really believes in communication and collaboration so that's why I do give my team access to my page and um, just again with that it's like am I following people that make me feel good or that are like giving me good algorithm results or are, you know, not making me think these self-deprecating things? Am I getting informed on Instagram? Also, is Instagram a news platform, right? Like what are you consuming and how much do you believe it? So all of that is what I've been researching because it's like a lot. I know what I just said is a lot. So but it's so true. And that's one of my favorite games to play on TikTok is what does your for you page look like? Yeah. And how does it compare to mine? And, you know, it it is interesting how these algorithms are so smart and yeah. can be so personalized to us. And again, I think it's a reflection, like what you're taking in is what you are exuding as well, too. And yeah. even though some people treat social media like it's not real life. In reality, in the day and age that we live in, it it is. It is real life. It's people's livelihoods. I mean, my entire business is based on being on social media and sharing and all of that. And so it is, it it is something to be taken seriously because it has so much cause and effect. Yeah. And like on top of that, the people that say like, oh, social media is destroying us, like I agree, social media sometimes can go a little bit far, but it's about learning about the boundary that you can have between like, how can I use this thing as a tool and not really let it like dictate my life? Like Mm. a lot of people do let social media dictate things. I actually was realizing this the other day, but I genuinely don't really have many pictures with my friends a lot of the time because I'm, we're off our phones. We're like enjoying life. Like they're not necessarily like in social media, unless I'm meeting up with like my social media friends, which is like completely different. But I think that that's okay. And like, we just need to know that there's times in our life where like we are going to have things that we want to share. And then we're also going to have to remember like, Hey, there's actually so much going on. Like a lot of the time I'll, I'll get like friend FOMO and I'll see people out with their friends or like posting. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm immunocompromised. I barely, I live under a rock. I've lived under a rock in New York for the past two years. Um, and all of these people are posting pictures with their friends going out. And I'm like, getting all this FOMO. And then I'm like, Oh my God, wait, I have these amazing friends that will get COVID tested and go on walks with Mm -hmm. me or like come and like do things inside my apartment or inside their apartment. That's like very low risk in comparison to, you know, going out. And I'm just like, okay, like you do have those people in your life. It just looks different. 
and that's okay. Yep. I personally went through something, obviously not on the immunocompromised scale, but when I got diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder, Mm -hmm. I felt this pulling like, I have to share with my community because I'm open, I'm honest, I'm authentic with them. My whole platform is based on mental health advocacy. Mm-hmm. But I was going through this process of, well, I haven't even processed it myself. And I'm mm-hmm. not at a point where I can like accurately and adequately talk about it. And my therapist sat me down and she's like, you don't owe anyone anything. Yeah. I get that you're open. I get that you're honest, but you're allowed to have things personal to you that you don't share with everyone. Yeah. And it's like finding finding that balance because we want to be open, we want to be honest, but we also want to protect ourselves, yeah. which is something that you're really big into. And again, talking about how mental health and social media go hand in hand. Do you mind sharing your own mental health journey and kind of how it's gotten you to where you are? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for asking. And um, also, like I always say to people, thanks for like, your vulnerability when it comes to sharing online. I think it can be so scary to be so open because there's so much speculation. And I mean, within the chronic illness community, and I'm sure it extends to other communities, there's disgusting Reddit threads and Facebook groups that literally are exclusively made to disprove disabled and chronically ill people that like they don't have something. And it's like, F off. Like, how bored are you with your life that that's what you have to do? Like, are you kidding me? So, um, some of my friends were like victims of that. And that really inspired me to continue to advocate in the way that I do because nobody should have to go through that, first of all. And second of all, they don't have to do it alone. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, like, there's about like whatever, it's something like 80,000 people are dedicated to these Reddit threads. And the platform does nothing to take it down. And I'm out here like, what the, like flying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like what the, like, what is going on here? Like, this is so bad. And then, you know, a couple months ago, actually, no, it was like probably like over the summer, something happened where the BBC released a docu-series about this specific topic. And it was like not highlighting the fact that it needs to get taken down. It was highlighting the fascination with it and I was like I know I was like what the actual so I basically teamed up with one of my friends who runs an account called but you don't look sick official um her name's Melody and you know we made a petition and it was like get this shit down BBC was like oh we're sorry if we offended you like you know it was from our perspective and we're like okay (laughs) whatever but the point is that they got it down and part of my mental health journey is the fact that Basically, from the time I was diagnosed at age 11, I didn't want, I was scared. I didn't want to be diagnosed with something. I think from 11 to 19 or 20, when I started experiencing discrimination in school, where teachers would be like, you don't have anything wrong with you. I'm like, my 504 disability form is literally right here, but like, okay. And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, my disability advisor is here. If you want to talk to her, they're like, oh mm. I'm like, gosh. how many, how many doctors knows? How many medical records do you really have to see? Like, this is so detrimental. And the only way that I could process it was making art about it. So mm-hmm. that's really where my journey, I think, starts. And part of the reason why, like, why I think I had to get to where the point that I got is because I denied it because it was invisible. I was like, I don't need to be in pain. I'm, you know, mind over matter, like nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. And then I feel like shit 
Yeah. And my teachers are telling me and my friends are being like, no, you're not safe. Come on, come on, come out, whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I actually feel horrible and like nobody believes me. And then I'm doubting myself and I'm like, oh my God, am I actually sick? Whatever. And then I'm like, I've literally had this for years. Every doctor I've seen is like, yeah, you're sick with this and that. And I'm like, okay. So I get to this point in college that was like my breaking point. And mm-hmm. I essentially just was in the doctor like maybe three, four times a week and PT or therapy on the other days. Um, and I didn't have support from friends. Like they were just like, no, like you're crazy. Like whatever, you're not supportive friend. And I'm like, I'm literally getting an echocardiogram right now, but like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> or like, oh. like, it's just like all of this stuff. And it was so hard to deal with alone. And it's unfortunate that I did have to deal with a lot of it alone. But like I said, I had my good friends available, like through FaceTime and whatever and text at any time possible. And it was just like, so hard. And I've also always been someone that's gone to therapy. Like I I love therapy. Like it's been something I've always done. Um, I would say, sorry, I live on the water and sometimes there's like eagles or hawks <laughs> flying by, but literally I have these instances where I'm like, wait, is that a bird or a plane? Like genuinely. Oh my um, goodness. Sorry. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, not me being like ADD. <laughs> what? Um, so, so basically I went to this point in my senior year where I had this idea to make this book or this art installation of you know, my experience as a chronically ill patient through my lens, you know, the and it ended up being a photo essay, but it took me so long to get there because I went to my teacher, this one teacher literally like crying, being like, why do these teachers feel that I should not do this? They say, oh, you've made work about it before. Who are you to tell me what to do in my art? You're supposed to support me. Like, yeah. this makes no sense. And again, it was like denying the fact that I had this and I felt like I had to prove it. So my way of proving it was showing them, you know, show, don't tell um, through visual imagery and poems like spoken word and captions. And uh, after that, I mean, huge F you to them. That book was featured on Fox five and good day, New York and, and all these publications. So I'm like, eh, whatever I'm over now. And now I just get to like help people kind of like come to that, that journey. And really it was just having the confidence and like coming to terms with it myself, no matter what other people thought. And I think that's like the biggest thing we can do when we're advocating is we can only get to a point where we can help others when we, when we fully like fill our cup or like we, wait, am I saying that right? Like we need to be whole and like aware before we can help someone else. I like to describe it as a champagne fountain. So you know how they stack the champagne mm-hmm. glasses? That first glass doesn't begin filling the rest of the mountain until right. it's overflowing. Until it's yeah. Yep. yep. It's so true. And it's so backwards. People think that in order to help others, you have to deplete yourself and ignore yeah. your needs. But really, it's until you fully do the work on yourself. And like you said, show, not tell, lead by example. And that's when you begin to make these huge impacts on your community yeah. and the surrounding world. Yeah, it's it's so true. And I also grew up in a household where like mindset is is something that at least one of my parents was like super into. And I don't know if this is like controversial or anything. I mean, it like sometimes is and sometimes isn't because a lot of people don't necessarily like this teaching. But um, I'm very familiar with Tony Robbins and his mindset 
uh, coaching and his like shows and yeah. um, his events. And I actually have gone to a couple of them. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where if you want to get something out of it, you can. And if you don't want to, then you won't. Mm-hmm. Um, so with anything regarding mindset, you just have to take it with a grain of salt and figure out what works for you. Because some people that won't work. Other people, it'll work wonders, right? Um, and I think there's a lot that also comes with like mindset and manifestation yes. and mindset and like fulfillment and mindset and happiness and also mindset and misery. Yes. I think there's actually science out there that proves that like if you surround yourself with negative people, negative things will happen to you. But if you surround yourself with like good energy and good successful people, like you will continue to rise together. That's why everyone always says like, it's lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be because you can literally rise with people. And over the pandemic, like I literally had to drop a bunch of people. And I mean, it was mutual, fortunately or unfortunately. And like, I'm okay with that because now I am coming out of it. Hopefully out of, hopefully I could say we're coming out of the pandemic. Uh, Um, That's a whole other podcast episode. I know. Right. Um, with, with these friends who are like doing cool things and like supporting me and I'm supporting them. And like, I just, I literally, my goal in life is to connect and help other people win. Like I could care less about whatever feature, like, yes, it's cool. It's cool for a couple of hours or days even. And, And I mean, like, it's a cool thing to be able to say that you were featured in or you were on this or you spoke here. But the true power comes from, (laughs) I guess, I mean, there's also so many myths that like come with that. Like you think that there's so much behind that and truly it's literally just a blue check. Like I know that's what people say, but like that is literally all it is. There's nothing special. (laughs) There's there's no special, there's no Soho house uh, membership for verified people. I can guarantee you that. Um, and, And yeah. And it's just like, it's cool. But the the real power comes in being able to unify people and like uplift one another and grow together and see people win. When I get messages from people that are like, oh my God, I did this thing or landed this partnership or got this internship or, you know, had this win at the doctor. I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. Like that is what I am really driven by. And yeah, that's my goal. I love that. And it, it rings so true. The biggest lesson I learned between the past two years was you are a reflection of your inner circle and the people that you choose to surround yourself with are a reflection of you and you're a reflection of them. And just like you, I personally went through a pruning process with friendships and you're right. It was mutual based on beliefs and backgrounds and just things like that, you know, and I, fully support this journey that you're on of just uplifting others because you're right. You, you don't have to climb on top of everyone to be on top. No. Like you can build together and work together to create these incredible movements. Yeah. And I think that's like, I love that, like not stepping on others and like something I kind of had to learn as an influencer, I think is not every opportunity is for you. and it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because like, for example, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised here. Mm-hmm. I love fashion, but as you can tell, I'm wearing a grout fit right now. I, <laughs> I literally, the past two years, especially I wear leggings and yep. athleisure and, 
you know, I have a couple of statement pieces that I wear if I'm going on a panel, but usually I'm wearing leggings on the bottom and like a button down on top. And like, I'm not the most fashion savvy. So when New York Fashion Week comes around and all of the fashion girlies in New York are like posting all their stuff, I get the most FOMO. And I'm like, how can I attend this event? Who can I talk to? What what can I do? And then I'm like, geez, like you literally don't do fashion. (laughs) And like, there's other opportunities out there. Like you're the one that's going to be speaking on like creator panels at like VidCon one day is like my dream, right? Or like, you know, other things like that. And that's not a place where those fashion girlies are ever going to be. And that's completely fine. And the worlds can like live, you know, in their, their own separate world on this planet that we're on right now. And it's hard because I'll see these things and I'm just like, damn, like, I wish I got to go to that dinner or that event. And it's like, there's going to be so many other things that people are going to be envious that you have. And you just have to like, get over that. Um, And part of the reason I bring this example up is because I'm actually going to a show I got invited. um, And it's like a big thing happening on Saturday, which I'm super excited about. Um, So it's like a little pre Valentine's Day thing. But it's like for fashion week. It's my first, like, thing I've ever really gone to and I'm like sitting front row and I'm like really Ah! stressed out and I'm so intimidated by it and like I think when you you like I'm having this imposter syndrome of why am I entering this world right now when it's a world that I don't even know about but the purpose of the show is to destigmatize like chronic conditions and body image and I'm like Ah. boom like there is a place for that within the industry and there is a place for confidence it's not necessarily all about like the details of you know whatever new fashion it is it's like there can be stories to it and you just have to like ebb and flow with it and like be confident in it. Like, obviously there's a reason I got invited, you know, and not doubt again, not doubting that your subconscious always wants you to doubt whatever. But like you said, like there's so many things that you've done that like have gotten you where you, where you are today. So influencer FOMO is, is for sure (laughs) a thing. And I mean, I think we see it most when it comes to like couples picks or travels picks or, you know, I'm so excited to announce like I got a new job, like whatever. And that's why people also hate LinkedIn because they're like, it's just a place where people are like egomaniacs. But if you know me, you know, I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my honestly, one of my favorite social media platforms. And it's because you get to write. And you also get to connect with people around the world who are leaders in the workplace, which is essentially what fuels economies globally. Um, So if you're interested in the drama of like, you're you can't see other people win on LinkedIn, which is a social media platform where you're probably never going to talk to somebody. And if your ego is too hurt to see that from other people, then like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you. But that's yeah. the truth there. But if you can go on LinkedIn and be supportive and be excited and be able to be connected with people from all over the world, like, holy shit, the opportunities are literally endless. Um, and that's like how I got connected to the LinkedIn creators team and the Canva creators team and like so on and so forth. And it's just like, it just, I don't know. People are just sometimes a little too self-obsessed and like, again, like the, the ego, the ego is a huge thing I think when it comes to this and it, it's just hard. It's, it can be so hard. The balance is hard. And I mean, even when I told my parents, I was like, doing social media and I was gonna you know make a business out of it yeah like at one point I'm pretty sure they were like you fucking 
like narcissist like uh, what are you doing <laughs> and, like why am I gonna take these photos of you you know sitting on a rock and yes. like you're promoting a brand and I'm like uh the reason why is because it has an underlying message about body confidence and about how co- like fashion can fuel your confidence and in yes. doing that you make your mental health and your mindset better and they're like what Go and then off. I start getting noticed for it and I'm like hmm, see you guys oh, yeah. it is a real thing oh, <laughs> I, I love all of that I love everything you said the underlying message of the world is wide enough for everyone. And even if we think the market is saturated, like there's too many fashion influencers or too many like home renovation influencers or with us in the mental health space. No, everyone is so unique and everyone has their own angle and story that they're coming from and being able to just continue advocating for mental health. There's never going to be enough people talking about it because- It, it goes hand in hand with everything, mental health and business and families, uh-huh. with race, with yeah. like other illnesses. It just, it encompasses all. It does. It really does. It does. Mm. Wow. Gigi. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I know. I'm like, are we like at a loss for words? <laughs> yes. No, but in a, in a good way, it should be stunning in a good way. And I think it's incredible the way that you've used your platform in order to continue advocating and being involved in activism and fighting for other people to have this access. Um, With all of that, what, what are some things that we can look forward to you, to following you in the future? I know you dropped a huge dream. What -hmm. are some things that you're getting your mindset mindset ready to manifest and dream about yeah so there are a lot of fun things that I'm doing um which I'm super excited about uh one of them again is I post on LinkedIn frequently about like different content creator tips and I'm kind of working on uh something potentially like a travel retreat with me to like learn about content and stuff and I also forgot to mention on the note of mental health tools that I use because you did mention that. So before I go into the yeah. cool things that I'm doing, I, I would talk about the tools that I use. And yes. um, I would say first and foremost, I have found that going outside and taking like walks is like really helpful to helping me clear my mind. And also it's like scientifically proven like we need vitamin D, we need sunshine, we need all of this stuff to make our, our brains like work and whatnot and through the pandemic it's proven that we also are becoming more vitamin d deficient which obviously means something if they're saying it right (laughs) it means something yeah so um with that i go on these walks i also have dabbled in like a little bit of cold exposure so kind of like layering down a little instead of layering up um when i go outside and with that also comes a breathwork practice. So sometimes when I go on these walks, I'll just put a podcast in and I'll walk around and I'll just breathe. And like, it's all related. And I know it's kind of easy to just be like, oh, just like meditate or just like do breathwork. But I'm serious. Like the breathwork thing, I think is first and foremost, the number one thing that is genuinely really like shaped a lot of my mindset shift because it gives me that mental clarity and that kind of like vow of silence where the only thing I'm focusing on is my body. The like my my coach, um, his name is Avi Greenberg. He's amazing, and he says to basically all his new clients, like the one thing we have 
on this planet from the literal first breath we have to the time that we leave the planet, the last breath we have, like we have our breath. There's literally nothing else that we have that's like that. So to be able to connect with that, I literally got chills of why. I just think it's like so like outer worldly, but like, it's just like such a powerful thing. And a lot of people just like don't realize it and they don't realize like different tools that we can have with it. So breath work is so awesome. I also do have, it is. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you don't have to do it on the fucking floor or while you're like uncomfortable, lie down on your bed, like enjoy it. Like you could, you could sit on the couch and do it. So I just like to do it like while I'm walking because I like the the fresh air more than, you know, the stuffy New York City hot, <laughs> disgusting air that I'm <laughs> breathing constantly. And um, so that's that as well. And with that, I also have been doing some more mindfulness and like meditations. Mm-hmm. And um, I have another friend who does that um, as well. And on top of that, I know I feel like I probably sound like I have like all these things, but I promise I'm not perfect. I don't do it every day. I should do it every day. I want to do it every day, but I don't. And I think sharing that when you do talk about wellness, like there are the people that genuinely do it every day, but also like, are they being honest about like not doing it every day or like skipping a day? Like, and do they have to even share that? Like it's literally up for debate, but I personally have a hard time with consistency when it comes to myself and when it comes to resting. So I commit like 30 to 45 minutes to doing something for me a day. And sometimes I'll cook and I'll meditate and I like won't talk to anybody or like I'll cook and I'll just like breathe. And like, that's like super cool because I get to focus. I shut my phone off. I don't really pay attention to it. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, I had this cool meal that I made. Like last night I made eggplant parm for the first time. Yeah. Like I've never made eggplant before. Mm. It's like a whole process. Mm. If anyone's listening who likes eggplant um, and I'm not talking about dick, I'm talking about like the vegetables. <laughs> Um, but the OG, the had to be, had to be funny. Um, but it took me like two and a half hours, but I did it. And like, that was so cool. Cause I was really nervous that I was going to like mess it up and I was going to waste it. Like this morning, like I poured like maybe like a tablespoon of salt into my egg. So my egg tasted like fucking sulfur. Like obviously sometimes I fail and that's okay. You know? Um, but because you're human yeah, and that's so, the important thing yeah. to remember is that right it's and not it's like perfect. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're okay with that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. The hawk. The is hawk it an eagle? Just literally No, no, there's two of them. They're literally right outside my window. <gasps> good omen. It is good fucking omen. It's it means that we're one. talking about good things. No, like literally, I kid you not. Like I thought they were gonna like fucking fly into my window. They were that close. <laughs> anyway. Um, sorry, I'm dropping F bombs. I love right. it. You're fine. Uh, Freedom of speech. I, <laughs> the the one other thing, which it may sound hokey, and I I was doing a lot of like thinking about this, is the fact that like journaling and writing in a diary has yeah. been portrayed a certain way in media to be like, oh my god, these are my crushes. Like, ha ha ha, laugh out loud. And like, you know, if anybody gets access to it, it's like they have access to your soul. And like. Journals are so personal, and I think it is a major invasion of privacy for anybody to read it, even if it's, like, your parent. Yeah, um, yeah. I know there's also things that are, like, I've, I've heard some parents nowadays say, like, oh, yeah, like, I think it's good because then I get to, like, get insight into, like, what my kid's thinking about, and I get to understand them better. And I'm like, whoa, 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 no, that's a no, major invasion of privacy. You should but... already have open lines of communication established yeah. so that your child feels comfortable coming to yeah. you with these 
problem. That's where trust right. comes in. Like you yeah. shouldn't need to take their phone. You shouldn't right. need to read their journal because yeah. that the foundation of expressing those feelings should already be there. Yeah. And I think with social media, it can be like, oh, you're so lost in your digital persona. You don't know who you are in the real world, which is something that I like to use my journal for. So I basically go through if I'm ever feeling like, I don't want to say like a failure, but like that I'm not accomplished. Yeah, I'll like take a look at my calendar for like the past week or the past month. And I'll like literally go through meeting by meeting, listing out what I've done. And I'll look at the list and I'll be like, oh, chill. Wow. <laughs> and I know. And sometimes that's necessary. And that's what grounds me. Because mm. in the world where we are having all these conversations, face-to-face -face, but on Zoom yeah. through this technology, it's like, did we really have this conversation? Like, where is it? It's living on a digital platform that people listen to through a fucking digital device. Yep. Like, what's it's the not human, tangible. What's, right. Like, where's the human touch that that used to happen with work? So I also forgot to mention, but I talk a lot about the future of work because I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I have my own business, right? Like, and a lot of people don't always think that influencers are businesses. So Oh. That's something that I do in my, yeah, that's a whole probably other podcast episode, yeah, yeah. but um, I write in my journal and I don't only write about the things that I've like, you know, accomplished. I also write about things I want to accomplish and setting goals and crossing things off. And I think they can happen if you really set that intention. And I literally talk about this all the time of getting your thought from your mind onto paper into the physical yes. world. And once it's there, you literally just have to make a roadmap. Like, yes, that's, I'm, that's such, it. <laughs> I'm such a big fan of the roadmap mentality yeah. from dreams to goals to steps and like breaking yeah. it down. And it seems so big and so out there. But when you yeah. literally say like a dream, like I want to have a TED talk someday. Yeah. Okay. That means that I need to become notable, become an expert right? and become like have public speaking. Okay. That means I need to take a class. It means I need to get this certification. And Again, finding that roadmap is so like you can do that for literally anything, anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's you literally can do it for anything. And um, on top of that, like if you don't accomplish things within a certain time frame, like I remember I wrote like 2021 goals and it was like, get verified and, you know, be featured in this, be featured on that, do more public speaking. And I was I was specific, but I wasn't super specific. Like. I think being as specific as possible is what really, really sets that fire to make it happen. Yes. And it's just crazy because like I literally have my list and by May I had accomplished more than half of it. So I usually go back and every quarter I rewrite my yes. list based yes. on that. And I think a lot of people get super, super stuck when it comes to manifesting or reaching goals because they're like, oh, those are the goals that I wrote. And maybe they didn't happen or whatever. So they can't be repeated. F that. Repeat them until they're until they happen. Yep. Like my goal of being verified was written down maybe four or five times on different lists. And and like the reason why, again, I was chasing something. And once it happened, it was like, oh, it's not really this big thing. Like I thought it was gonna change a lot for me, and it didn't. It was mm. just like honestly on social media I mean literally everything happens but my engagement went down my sponsorships went down and I was like what the hell like 
is it being verified supposed to be the key to like success? And it's like, no, it's not. It comes from within. And if you don't believe that you're successful, you will not be successful. Like literally, if you don't have that belief, then you won't be successful. And also if you believe that you're successful, you're probably going to be happy. And if you believe that you're not successful, you're probably not going to be happy. So I think there's like a lot of different things that factor into that. And on top of that, with like this game of comparing and seeing what other people are doing. And like, sometimes if I get on a PR list or my influencers or friends are on a PR list, I'm like, wait, am I like, am I getting it? Am I worthy? Like, um, all of that. And it's like, again, don't project your insecurity in your subconscious mind like making you feel bad onto your success like you can't you have to separate that and it's really hard I I feel like when I say this it might come across as if like it's super easy but it's not easy at all yeah um and it's taken me years to do and I've been working with social media since 2017 um like seriously so yeah anyway I totally rambled for like 20 minutes I'm so sorry do not apologize (laughs) because there were so many nuggets of wisdom (laughs) within there and again what you think is rambling literally just validated all of the things that I'm personally going through right now so even if no one else listening got something from that I sure did so oh yay (laughs) (laughs) I love it okay I do want to give you an opportunity just to share where we can find you online share just some exciting things that are coming up and yeah Yes. So some exciting things coming up. I'm actually submitting to Sports Illustrated Swim Search uh, for 2022. Oh my God. I know. I'm kind of crazy. And I'm going to drop that video in the next couple of days here. So I'm really excited, but I think it would be really cool if it doesn't happen with them, it'll happen somewhere else um, to represent like invisible conditions, because I think it's too much. uh, it, It goes, it's overlooked too much in the I guess like big sexy industry is what I'll call it or the, the, you know, swimwear or the lingerie industry where it's like, I think we're moving past having the perfect body and we're going to this phase of like, what's going on under that. Right. Like, yes. Like we, we have more inclusivity in campaigns. Absolutely. I love that. Let's fucking keep going and let's include more disabled people. And with that, we can also include people with invisible conditions into the mix. So, um, I'm really excited about that. And also just showing that like you can be an entrepreneur and you can be sexy. Um, I think that's fun. Uh, So that is coming up soon. Um, I also am, uh, let's see, what else am I doing? Oh, I'm going to be releasing the new season of my show. Um, We kind of started already uh, with production. I've just been a little slow to release the episodes because I'm figuring out some details and whatnot. Um, Really awesome episodes coming out for that um and just like I'm I'm working on growing on YouTube I'm working on some different like kind of coaching programs and some like pdfs that will help people with these kinds of confidence journeys and potentially like a little like game or something we'll see um so yeah super super excited some things just are like again pipeline dreams I'm eventually gonna have like an nft project in a retreat but that's probably like Q3. <laughs> um, so I'm taking things slow. I'm taking I love things slow. It. Oh, and you dropped your podcast very nonchalantly. Yes. You give us handles to where we can follow you online, follow you yes. on the podcast to subscribe. 
Yes, thank you. So my handles are it's Gigi Robinson everywhere. The at sign, the word it's, and then my name, Gigi Robinson. I know it can be confusing because you're like, what is it? And I'm like, it's Gigi Robinson. And they're like, oh, Gigi Robinson. I don't see it. And I'm like, no, it's like, no, at it's, it's Gigi Robinson. <laughs> so yeah, that. Um, and you can also Google me, Gigi Robinson, or just ggrobinson.com. Um, can read about me, reach out to me anytime. Again, my team's very responsive and my podcast is called everything you need is within. However, I don't know what the new season of that's going to look like yet. (laughs) So, uh, we may be changing that name, that title, just stay tuned for that. I might keep it the same. So anyway, um, this was so much fun and I love, uh, also connect with me on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Let's, let's connect on LinkedIn. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Obviously, yes, this has been so much fun. I love your energy. It's just consuming and bright and I just so energetic. I love it so much. It's just radiating all the way here in Florida. Um, Before I let you go, do you have any advice to anyone listening that either is battling a chronic illness like you shared about or going through this self-confidence slump, um, maybe some words of encouragement or something you wished you would have heard? Yeah, well, I think the first start that's kind of cool is like realizing you're not alone and like joining these online communities. So I joined Facebook groups initially, and I know those are like whatever, kind of outdated, but now we have Discord channels, we have, you know, Instagram pages, and really following people who maybe are dealing with that. So I'm kind of like humbled and honored that like I'm what I wanted to have and like for people to be able to reach out anytime is like super awesome. Um, But if you are struggling with like confronting that, just again, remember you're not alone with it. And um, I think it's kind of hard to talk about your chronic illness with people that don't have it or that don't understand. So again, like really seeking out those people that maybe deal with it or even talking to your friends and just being like, look, like I don't really know what this means. And like, all I need is support. And like, I'm not ready to ask or answer questions because I think it can be really challenging to talk about with people you love. So, um, because they sometimes are the people denying that anything's wrong as well. And I feel very privileged that I have a family that's always been supportive and accepting and have good healthcare and access to top doctors here in New York. And that's not something a lot of people have. So, um, I'm working on also finding more resources for people to, have when they're looking for help um and also working with different pharma uh brands to kind of destigmatize and hopefully provide more access um in the future so that's kind of also fun in pipeline uh just just working with pharma to make it more accessible wow 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 Gigi, thank you one for being you and two for sharing yourself with us. I am so grateful for how open and honest and honestly uplifting you've been this entire 45 minutes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope all of you listeners enjoy and DM me with anything. I always tell people that. Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening to yet another amazing conversation started here on Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Each week, I am quite literally blown away by the voices and stories shared here. The goal is to amplify others' experiences in hopes that someone listening out there feels that much less alone. Thank you again to our incredible guests for getting so vulnerable with us about their own personal stories and for helping each of us remember to look at a situation with a new perspective. 
if you love this episode or any previous one. I hope you'll take a second to share it to a bestie or even tell us on social media. It really does make a difference in helping us get these conversations out there to the world. If you'd like to share your own story with our audience about how you've overcome something in your life or maybe want to start an important conversation that needs to be heard, please send us an email at hello at Stay colorful and we'll see you next week, besties.